spongy kinds of uh, cloths or anything like that which would be problematic of schitter, which is the prohibition of squeezing out on Shabbos. So if you could do it with a, uh, a tissue, like a very, not a thick kind of, but like a very, like a tissue, use your hands. Um, wipes? Wipes, 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 if they're thin wipes. Not, so most makeup remover wipes have a lot in it. Not, maybe like baby wipes. Mm. How does that affect? Cotton, Co- cotton balls. Cotton balls is bad. No, that's okay. not good. Um, any thick cream which you used to take off is also not good. Oil? Oil would be good. Um, so there's, there's two issues here. There's the issue of memareach, which is smearing of a thick cream. And there's the issue of schitter, which would be the taking off it with a towel or the like. So if you can get around these things, such as getting your hands wet or oil and just washing it down with your hands and washing your face with enough, obviously cold water, unless you fill up water from the Shabbos Kessel and whatever, mix it appropriately, etc. And then you'd be allowed to remove... Um, I don't know if makeup would come off good that way. I don't have much experience. I use coconut oil. Can you wet a, <laughs> a cotton bud? No, no, because that would be schitter. Yeah. For um, sleeping with makeup on, mm-hmm. um, recently my rabbi's daughter mentioned something about how uh, you should wash your face every morning. Mm-hmm. So I do on normal days on Shabbos. I don't do it on makeup to like yeah, yeah. look like a raccoon. So is it are you exempt like if you're sleeping with the makeup on, are you exempt from washing mm-hmm. your face and you can do just She tells you to wash your face for what purpose? Just in the morning. She's like you know, every time you, you wash your hands you should also wash your face. Oh, uh, there's the idea of there's that. idea of just like cleaning out your eyes maybe, but not not like washing your face okay. entirely, yeah. Right, so is it mm-hmm. okay to wash with the soap directly with our hand? Yeah. Depends what kind of a soap it is. If it's a very liquidy soap, yes. If it's uh, less no, liquidy. If it's like a solid one. A solution? No, like a what? Solid. A bar of soap. So, no, no, no. So, no, no. You're not, you can't use a solid bar of soap. Why? Because that's a problem of mimareach, which we could discuss at one stage. But that's the idea of... Um, Smoothing out, I guess the idea is, okay. of a of a solid. The same reason why you're not allowed to use a uh, a, a bar of deodorant, like you're allowed to use a roll-on or spray-on, as long as it's not on your clothes, and it's raining clothes on your body, you'll be allowed to use a a bar, like a stick of deodorant, um, which gets used up, you wouldn't be allowed to use. Uh, so the same would go with um, rock salt. How does rock salt work? It's interesting. I almost brought it today. I tell you, forgot. It's um solid. Um, I know what it looks salt. like. It's like that porousy looking kind of. Yeah, rock. it's a deodorant though because they, they make it out of it, so it's round and smooth at the top. You add uh, a couple drops of water, and then you you're basically putting on like salt water on yourself. But the thing it's coming from does decrease over it time. It decreases over time and like smooths it out. It takes like a kind year, of. but no, it's very smooth. It's already uh-huh. it's very like uh, flat. What what comes off on your body? Salt water. A little bit of the salt mixed with the water you put on. Uh-huh. And so it's salt that's coming off of a bigger crystal. So you're not necessarily You're smearing. rubbing salt off a big salt crystal, is that the yeah, idea? Yeah, so exactly. And so what it is, it's, it's a solid that's changing uh-huh. into liquid. Oh, I'd have to it. see how... It depends on also, can you see it changing the liquid? It, I'll have to see how it works. Okay, I can bring and it And even then, you. I'll probably have to ask. <laughs> so it sounds like an interesting idea, though, to, uh, to, uh, to look yeah, at. Yeah, my other one just ran out, and I was going to use it this job, so I was like, wait, I need to ask. Yeah, you could just see like a roll-on or sprays, you know, that works fine. Okay, that was one question we had about the uh, makeup. The other question we had was about... Um, another question somebody asked. Contacts. Contacts. Mm-hmm. What was the question of contacts? 
Without opening the steel, which one is. Oh, open right, okay. No, that one I didn't look up. I looked at something else. There was another question I remember looking up. Context in general is an interesting discussion, though, which we didn't get into. Yeah. Um, there's a big controversy, if you can like, but most people are rule very linear to this matter. But there is a question of um, hard contacts versus soft contacts. Um, I think most people have soft contacts nowadays. Yeah, I think that right? they don't really make hard anymore to say, roll back into your eye. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. But there is such an idea of hard contacts, um, which is like a hard glass or plastic maybe, versus soft contacts, which are a lot more soft. Okay. So the, uh, the question is, when you put your soft contacts into a solution, they, there's some form of a cleansing process going on with that soft contact. Cleanses, it, it first of all, it preserves it from drying out and it cleans it. It absorbs a certain amount of that saline solution, yeah. and first of all, it makes sure that it shouldn't get infected. Mm-hmm. But it also c- helps to keep it nice and and clean and soft, and so it's good for your eye. So there is a prohibition of washing on Shabbos. Um, like the most practical application of that would be besides obviously putting things in a washing machine. Um, if you were eating and some food spilt on you, you're not allowed. To, you, right? It's quite, you're not allowed to pour water on that to try to take the stain off. A lot of people try to put seltzer because you know how to do that. Or if it falls on the table, you know how to do that. That's considered to be washing. So all that's prohibited. Um, any form of cleansing a garment in that kind of a way through putting water on to take dirt out of it is under the category of washing. So do contact lenses have the same problem when you're putting it in the solution? Do we say that you're washing the contact yeah. lenses out? So that only applies by soft contact lenses, not by hard. Um, because it's only if the dirt is inside the garment, inside the thing, and you're taking water and washing it out. But washing dirt off the top surface of a, of, of, of a object isn't considered to be washing because the water is not going in and out. Just to make that, to clarify that, you're allowed to wash dirty sinks on Shabbos, right? There's no problem, prohibition of washing a dirty plate. And obviously it has to be used for that particular Shabbos, otherwise we pray for Shabbos. But you're, not, you're allowed to wash a dirty plate. Because the, 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 the dirt is on the outside surface and you're not going in and taking it out, you're just washing off the outside surface. A garment, the dirt gets inside and therefore the water is going in and taking it out. So a hard contact, where, like hard contact lenses, where the liquid for sure doesn't get in, so that there's no problem about putting it in that saline solution. The question is, what about soft contact lenses? So that was like a bit of controversy, I think, when it first came out, but I think almost all rabbis ruled leniently on that one also. So you can wear it like... Mm-hmm. You could. What about, so you can put your contacts in the case? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Your question, right, you asked the question last week. I was just like, can you open it? Can you open it? it? Yeah, basically. You know, you, and you said you're, you're not reusing that thing, right? You throw that straight away. Yeah, I throw it away. Yeah, that's yes. Ah, this is it, okay. Yeah. So you just rip that, yes, that should be fine. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's so great. Not the deodorant, but I have the contacts. That's right. I was cool. gonna, I was gonna try to find. Okay, well, let's okay, see if you have the next thing we discuss. Did you know that we were talking about this? Wow. So you can like rip that seal open. Yeah, you should. Don't rip words. Also, don't rip letters. Don't rip. Don't rip. Yeah. Don't rip also, letters, yeah. So you see how the two contacts are like attached? Ah, yeah. That like, that yeah. That you can't break. I usually just have them apart, anyways. Right. Like, that them, you can't yeah, break. You see that I more practically with regards to um. um I mean, you could just peel. Your play and yogurts, right? They come like in stacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't break those. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should keep. You can't. You can open it, but you can't snap them into individual packets. 
connect it, I guess. Why, or open them all. That could be the idea of uh, of uh, of Kireya, which is ripping on a uh, on a uh, perforation. Right. Can you cut all the separate? It could be also oh, you're, you're completing the yeah. making of the product line. Also with contacts, like sometimes you take them out of your eye and they rip. Would you like have broken Chavez? No. It, 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 they they don't always rip right and I don't it, know like sometimes I'm very rough in it I'm like I'm I just gonna pull it out of my they don't always rip taking contact they don't always rip that's what I'm asking sometimes sometimes and so they, it's in a contact break down because you're ripping something ripping but if it's in a if it's in a if it's in a because you're like ripping it I was gonna say what's I say if it's inadvertently and it doesn't always do it that's fine that's a rule you should know if something which is inadvertent and doesn't always happen it's fine yeah you allowed to walk on grass on shops right it's especially if you're wearing heels. Well, not necessarily heels on grass is could be a lot more problematic. But let's say walking on grass, you allowed to walk on grass on shops. There is there is a chance that in your walking you may um, rip up some some pieces of grass. So if it's inadvertent and it's not for sure going to happen, you're allowed to do it, which would lead to a big question of are you allowed to run on grass on shops? Running is a lot more certain, especially if you're. you're Maybe sprinting up, but if you're like uh, digging in running, it's a lot more likely that you will be um, ripping up, ripping up grass on shops. And then what about tall grass? Going on a hike or something through tall grass, there it's almost certainly that you're going to be, you know, ripping up some 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 form of vegetation on shops. So if there's inadvertent and not for sure going to happen, you're allowed to do that. That's that's a cloud you want to see. You see it throughout shops. You could. Hundreds of different uh, cases, yeah. Um, the grass is also because it's ripping it and it was alive, so ripping Correct. it now becomes Correct. dead. And I know for paper, ripping is like the only thing you would possibly use paper for. It's like um, for work or school or writing, or it's uh -huh. like a business implement. But if you're ripping, like the contact, I feel like there's no way that could be breaking Shabbos because you're not making something with it, it's not making a purpose. It's like are you maybe destroying. So are you allowed to destroy? But we're going like, to discuss that now if you're allowed oh, okay. to destroy. So I've been away. in. Like, you th like, I rip it, and I'm like, okay, throw it away anyways. Right, but again, 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 even if it would be a problem to rip it, as long as it's inadvertent and doesn't for sure happen, that's fine. Yeah, like, well, don't do it on purpose. So the reason I ask is because I spent Pesach with Chabad, and um, there was no tissues. It mm -hmm. just had, it was in Mexico. Okay. And they had these large rolls of right, toilet so paper with doing. no perforations. Mm -hmm. And I asked the rabbi, and he was like, no, it's fine. I'm like, really? Ripping? And he's like, yeah, it's, there's no perforations. Mm -hmm. so you, well, you need it. That's it. I'm yeah. saying, like, if you're taking a piece of paper and just tearing it for no reason. Like, there's a header for the bath. If there's no perforations, there is a leniency for the bathroom because we say there's covered habrius, which means, you know, we don't, we're not going to go around without wiping. And therefore, in such a case, there is leniencies to be had. Not everybody will rely on that leniency. And I could just tell you a trick what some people do is they would wipe and then they would not rip it and they would leave the hat hanging in the toilet bowl and when they would flush it would rip of its own accord and that would be our grandma and the end of the toilet would be a little bit wet okay that's a bit more extreme but there you go <laughs> what was the last thing you said <laughs> and some people would say and so, no no no, no just, and, and the, the end of the roll would be wet because that's, that was yeah. already disconnected okay but again some people would rely on the fact that if, it's, if you didn't have before Shabbos and, you're, and, and you're, even if it's perforated if you're not ripping on the perforated it would be the same deal right as long as you're careful that when you rip it, it's not perforated, because of covered habrius, which is the respect of human dignity, uh, if it wasn't thought about beforehand, then one may do it. To the to go ahead and not buy tissues because you're relying on this, is definitely more questionable. Right. Well, I certainly. If it happens that you're stuck in a situation, you know, that would be something which is which one may do. Yeah.
and it's a good halacha to know because it does happen uh, often enough. <laughs> Very, very simple question. Mm-hmm. I have a bowl in glass. I'm, I have a few of them. That a I what? Use. A glass bowl. Okay. Bowl. So because I'm Sephardi, it can be for Chalabi and Basari, but in, I mean, not in the not same time. Not the same time, time but, but yeah. <laughs> so when I wash them. Even Sephardi can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But my question is, with which, I mean, with what kind of sponge uh-huh. can I, can I wash them? Uh-huh. I have one for basari, one for chalavi, and one for rev. Uh-huh. So because sometimes I use for basari, I, should I wash with basari? Or because it's for everything, should it be with parev sponge? No, not, sure not parev. Oh, okay. Think about it. The whole idea of glass is that it does, with sardim, is that it does not absorb uh-huh. at all. So if it doesn't absorb at all, we're only worried about the food residue, which okay. is on the surface. Okay. So therefore, just use the species, whatever, the, the, of, of sponge, yeah. the gender of sponge that you have um, used in that bowl. Okay. And Even with hot water, because fire yeah. it doesn't penetrate at all. Yeah. Yeah. And with glasses that you drink? Same thing. But there is no food. Listen, if you're, if, if, you're, if you're having a meaty meal and your hands are full of grease and, you know, you touch ah, the cup and you're eating chicken wings or something which has more, you know, okay. in your mouth, true, your mouth could have a lot of... Yeah. You're right, it's not a bad, but if you're having a meaty meal, use a meaty thing. If you're having yeah. a dairy meal, a dairy thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, even by Svartan, there is, there, there are those which would tell you that, especially in a time of, you know, uh, plenty, like we have in today's day and age, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a separate set of glass. Yeah, but that, yeah, yeah. yeah, that already can, you know. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask another question? This sure. Is really simple. Um, you too? Well, hey, I have, like, so much that probably anyone can answer, but, like, glasses, for example, like, can I, like, wash my glasses? Like, let's say they're super, like, dirty, which they are. You can clean them, yeah. And I can, like, like, dry it with, like, a towel and stuff, like, mm-hmm. paper towels? That gets a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Um, just, that's only complicated because... Like, because you have to, like, rub it really... Well, it doesn't go in... So it's like dishes, and it's not like... Uh, yeah, you're, you're allowed to clean it. You're and allowed to clean it. Just, dry it like when you're saying washing it with a towel, you're not going to get... You're not allowed to get a towel wet and then wash it. If yeah. you washed it, that... I usually like wet it and then like dry it with a towel like that. Can yeah. you use like yeah, um, you can cleaners? That's fine. That's like, fine. Tissues? Yeah, like yeah, to dry towels, it? paper towels. Tissues you could use, paper towels. It's just not good to use your glasses with these things. You know that because they scratch away the surface, whatever it's called. Yeah, Is that when the glasses get so dirty? It scratches away that they have that green oh, anti-reflective uh, coating. So tissues and tissues soft cotton products. What about those little tiny thin cloths that are wet glasses? Yeah, they're very good. Yeah. And they don't absorb. You can use that to dry it on Thomas. Again, the issue is just don't get that wet and then dry your glasses. If that's oh, if you clean, you know, that's fine. Yeah, you're allowed to clean glasses on Shabbos. You can do that also. No, you can, even if they're wet, you can dry with the towel. You know, your, your, your hands are wet. You dry with the towel. That's fine. You're just not allowed to get a towel wet and then mm. soak it like that way. Oh, I have one more question. Okay. Okay. Um, for example, my sitter has, not like this one, like red dots like everywhere. That's not considered a picture, right? No, that, that's, no that's not a meaningful design. This, or, but it's yeah. like pretty. Yeah, no, I mean, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. How do they do that? Why do they red dots everywhere? Uh, it's pretty. a pretty design, I that's guess. That's so ugly. <laughs> that one's pretty. Cheap. I guess you didn't find it pretty. <laughs> The outside of mine is really yeah. good. Okay, he, um, if you're like, oh, I'm about to be outside of an Arab, like seven spot, we're going to leave the Arab, and we had a key, and uh-huh. what do we do? And you can't carry it outside the Arab, you're saying? 
Right, so we just put it on a rock. You can hide so. it. But, like, could we have put it under, like, a belt loop or something? Like, my belt? Yeah. There, there are permissible ways to do it, but you have to know how you're doing it. The, the, can you do it before or on Travis? Can you, you can do it on Travis also, but there, there are permissible. And I was, it, it, it. Wow. Okay. Quickly, it's Zeno on this one. Is that a yeah, answer yeah, to that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you wear it as like a necklace? Like, I wear Only it as a bracelet. Right. Right. So it has to be functional part of. So there's there's two things. There's wearing it like a brooch or something like that. Like it's a piece of jewelry. You've got like my grandmother used to have like a key as like a brooch. You got like all different fancy yeah. things and whatever that. That's a piece of uh, jewelry. Fine. What if you want to use it as part of a necklace or a or a belt or something to that effect? So that would only work if the key is a functional part of the of, of, of the belt. Meaning to say that it is a part of the chain of the belt is the key. So you can't just atta- attaching a key to the belt doesn't you're carrying it. If the that's why the word thing. If the metal, that's right, that, that, that Shabbos belt that you see people wearing, right? So the idea of that is if you look at the belt, it's not just a Shabbos belt with the key hanging off. You need the key to join together two parts of the belt. That means the key. Like used. Oh, you have everything. I can uh, on you. <laughs> I like the kitchen sink. Um, it's like there you go, something fantastic. like that. There you go. So you have a rope going around there. So here, here, here the key is not just an accessory to the belt, rather it's an intrinsic part of the makeup of the belt, so right? So you do that to a necklace? Like take two chains mm-hmm. and a belt? Well, I, I don't know why is you have a illegal? necklace. If, if that's, pardon? Is this illegal? Can you see it? <laughs> what do you do? You just I have a... I it's just like that. I always thought that that was legal. Like you I, just tied the I just tied it around it. So the, no. So the key's not really taking any functional part of the... Yeah, yeah. but then, but then I go in. But then, like, I don't know. Is that considered to it's be, like... It's kind of like just putting it on a necklace. Yeah. It looks like you just put it on... I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's considered... I don't know if that's considered... You know, that, that, that probably wouldn't constitute as jewelry, right? I, don't, I wear it like jewelry every day. She does wear it every day. Well, you're allowed to wear it every day. We're talking about Shabbos here, right? Yeah, no, but I'm saying <laughs> I'm she something, something I wear. It's not functional. Like, I, this is for my key at my house in Pittsburgh, where I haven't been for, like, a month. I wear it every day because it's, it's jewelry here. Yeah. But. Okay, so that's an interesting question. Good. Yeah. We can, we so can, we can right? it yes. If it's not a function, if it's not a, if it's not a jewelry, like and a you're just like hanging it on. Yeah, but this is like a brooch. Like okay, so I hear, I hear, I hear. That, yeah. That's something. That's something. That's something that needs to. Like I want to. That's something that needs to be weighed up. Yeah. Which I can't give you an answer. That needs to be weighed up. Interesting. But the idea is, if it's not, let's say we're not going down the path that it's part of jewelry, which just a key and elastic band I find it hard to say it's part of jewelry but let's yeah. say that is and we're not going down that path the other the other the other path you go down is that it has some form of functionality which would be such as in the case of the belt that's and that's hence the advent of the Shabbos belt so if you live somewhere without an eye roof could you be for the extra and like weld a key to a chain and like that would be okay yeah <laughs> weld a key instead of doing like that right like it, it's yeah. literally part of the yeah, that that would be just like a like a an a, a, that that kind of an idea. The same idea, correct? Same same idea. Some people even have it like some part of their belt. They have the key as I don't know exactly how it works. Oh, they tie. I have seen such. I don't know how exactly, but like somehow the key is like part of the shoe tie. I've seen that before too. It's so cool. Yeah, the little opening at the top of the key, but one shoe is through one side, one through the other, and that keeps it together. Maybe, yeah. Like, okay. Anyways, belt is for, for boys. I feel like not many girls have a shabbos belt. 
I mean, you can well, do your keys. A lot of people wear it. I don't know, girls don't wear Shabbos? I've seen it. Girls, you don't notice girls wearing it. Your Rebbeton does. Yeah, I'm saying, I can imagine a chutzl artist where there's no arrows. It's probably... Well, so a lot of people, like, at home, we just have, you know, the key under the mat trick, right? Or you have a code on the door, but if you don't, a lot of people do. I'm saying, I thought it's very common. Okay. Let's let let's continue. We we had a request to discuss, and I told them we're not going to give final answers. We're going to bring up topics. We're not going to give final answers because there's like a hundred different rulings in this. And you're going to have to ask your local Orthodox rabbi. But we're going to bring up the conversation with regards to opening up cans and uh, containers and what uh, what's that? What category? Of halach of malach would this go under? Yeah. So there's a problem. It crosses over a few. It will be under boina. Which is building, Soisa, which is demolishing, and Makabapatish, which is the uh, final finishing touch to a thing. So it's a real crossover of three. <laughs> so let, let, let's have a. a, a Say, sir, demolishing. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked about cleaners. Ah, that was the other question. Because some of us had cleaners. You're allowed to use like a skin cleansing. Uh, again, yeah. if it's if it's a liquid, it has to be. Uh, it can't be anything thick. It has to be very liquidy. If it's like the um, you know the soap pumps that are liquid in the bottle, but when you pump it, it's foam. I I do know, yeah. So I have a face wash like that. Is uh-huh. that allowed? So when it goes into your hands, it's just a foam. Yeah, but if you like would open the bottle, it's liquid. It's like water. That should be fine. Yeah, foam isn't a foam isn't. There's no magic on foam. What about something? Like, I the foam soaks should be fine. Okay. Same thing as foam soaks. Same idea. That should really? be fine. There's no magic on it. It's not a foam which was which you're deforming. It's a nothing. It's bubbles. It's bubbles. Yeah, that should be fine. Yeah. On the line of skincare, say something like Vaseline. Um, like if you heat it up enough it like becomes a liquid like somehow like right. you hold it between your hands long enough and it like uh-huh. becomes a liquid uh-huh. what about then so like oil you're allowed to do oil well this is, so, okay so I, I should preface and say that if you're using it as a treatment like a medical treatment for chapped lips you wouldn't be allowed to do it because you're not allowed to do medical treatment on chapped this is here you're just liking to clean out your skin not as medical treatment just as a regular thing that you do so for chapped lips, is there's once you're doing something in like a medical capacity, it becomes a lot worse. Because Wait, if, well, to, if it's just like a part of your night routine, you can put it on. But you cannot use it for chapped lips. Again, 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 we're talking about here, even if it's permissible that you're not like uh, like oil or something to that effect, which we said you're allowed to, you'd be you'd be allowed to let's say uh, uh, you know, use oil to take off something on your face, but let's say that would be as part of a treatment that you're doing that would be more questionable because whenever you're doing something for a medical purpose it becomes a lot more uh, there's a whole new gazera a whole new um, rabbinical prohibition that they didn't want people to do medical treatments uh, because that could lead to a a variety of Shabbos transgressions now obviously there are exceptions to that rule and that's a whole separate category okay so um are we saying just to cleansing and makeup uh, questions, or can I ask something that was a kind of medical treatment? 
question. You can ask him a question. Um, massage. I have a friend who. Yeah. So it depends the kind of massage. If it's a light massage, then yeah. But if it's like a thick mas- if it's like a massage that makes you sweat out, then no. Okay. Why? It's interesting discussion as to why. Not. Yeah. It's like a light massage. You're allowed to like whatever that. But if it's like a th- like a, like a proper massage, especially if they are going to be uh, correcting things in your back, like putting things in places or whatever, then no. Yeah. But even if not, even just a thick, like a, like a strong, vigorous massage, which will make you sweat, then it's probably also forbidden. There's discussions also forbidden, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sorry I'm reading off my phone, so I didn't print it out. Um, so, it, okay, let, let's go. It starts off like this. There's a prohibition of building on Shabbos. Okay, you know that to build on Shabbos. Well, they, obviously, they built the mission. Fine. Now, this prohibition, it's a discussion in the Gemara whether this applies to buildings and that would be defined as something attached to the land or vessels and that would be defined as movable objects okay why would you say building is only by land and not by movable objects in halacha they look at building attached to the land as more of a permanent structure than building as attached to movable objects now building is an interesting and you know even if there's a, a sticking a nail in a wall you didn't build anything yes you did you put a fixture into a building and you've you know accomplished something with that and uh, that would be the transgression of boina. Um And that would apply to putting a window fixture in place. Or even if you have like putty on the side of this window. And you kind of like squish that down in place. Um, that would be the prohibition of boina. Uh, I, I should mention here that closing and opening a window is not boina Because it's made to open and close. You're not building anything. You're just using the functionality of the thing. As opposed to a fly screen, which is not made to take on and off, unless it is. Like a door fly screen is made to open and close. But a fly screen on a window, which is not made to take on and off, is very questionable and very likely prohibited if it falls off to put it back on. Yeah? What about fixing a picture frame if it's a little crooked yeah, and you want to straighten it? No. Not? Not okay on Chavez. Not okay. According to some people, it's very not okay. What if it's like ruining your Shabbos meal? Like, what if you're the crooked picture is ruining your Shabbos? Like, like what if I'm like sitting at the table and like, I'm literally like, I will just get uh, yeah, that picture skewed, but whatever. But I'm just like sitting there and it's like giving you anxiety, stressing you out. Yeah. <laughs> you go, for, go for a walk. Can't look up without seeing it. Get over it. Get over it. I think you should go under your blankets and cry then. <laughs> so there's no other ACP. Just don't <laughs> yeah, just don't get away too much, exactly. <laughs> I can't think of any other solution for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. What is the category for. I don't know why uh-huh. I even know that it's prohibited to move the picture frame. Uh-huh. Is it about building? So there's two things. It also could be very lucky to muxa because it's there and another opinion because it's part of the fixture of the building and you're yeah what if it's, it could be um, muksa because it's a painting no muksa because it's not something which is meant to be touched on Shabbos oh. what if it's um a glass casing of uh, something from a safer what? say again what? you know how you're allowed to touch oh, you're like trying to describe particular like exactly yeah, <laughs> no, 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 okay. you know you could touch there's no muksa as far as yeah so what if it's just like a framed manuscript from a Oh, like like like, uh, like people have pizza macteris on. Yeah, on a, anything. Aha. I'm not thinking something specific. And that you want to <laughs> you want to give it the halakha classification of a safer. 
Yeah, because uh, it's a manic script. But it's not intended. It's not. Yeah, I don't think so. It's not a safer. It's not a safer. It's, it's, it's a safer. It would like read. Right. So in shuls you do have pita macteris. They put up on the wall in parchment. It's like a school to for our shuls to read off. Of. So maybe that then. Or okay. if it's like modem, like that's functional. Right. So that would be interesting. Um, but then if it's on the wall, that could be the issue of boina. If it's part of the fixture of the wall, mm. uh, fixing a clock or something like that. I don't mean twisting the tablet. Maybe even just you know. Uh, these are questions of if it's something which is attached to the house and that's the way it is. Is that considered to be boy or not? And that's a matter. No, I'm, I'm, that is a controversy amongst amongst contemporary poiskim as to what when do we say that it's part of the house and by taking it on and off you're being building the house or destroying the house, and when do we say that it's fine? If you have a heavy couch, is that considered to be part of the house and therefore you're not allowed to move it? What about a fridge? What about a very big chest of drawers? Right. So these are all discussions which are taking place. When do we say that that's part of the functionality of the house to move it or not? Okay. If your watch um, screw like comes out, which makes the time stop on Shabbos by accident, are you allowed to push it back in? Like it has the the, the time and the date. Yeah, and you know, how, like uh, you could knock it out. What actually happens over that? I don't know how it works. Like like technically, that you're 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 connecting the battery when it pushes back. I, I don't even know how it works. Is it mechanical or electrical? That's what I'm trying to get to. It's a gear and it has a battery. No, but when you push it out to stop the time, like to go to the date and time, time, and you push it back in, are you engaging an electrical thing or it's just a mechanical thing? A magnetic something. No, I think it's mechanical, but I really don't know. I, 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 I don't know how it works, I'm sorry. I don't know how it works. I have a watch kinetic watch. watches are interesting. Like kinetic watches where there's no battery at all, that's interesting. It's just movement. Right? It's just movement of but your you hand. Can wear that on Correct. So unless there's enough kinetics that should be the next 24 hours and you're not really doing anything, but most say you don't wear it on Shabbos. Yeah. The kind that doesn't use a battery, or you can wind that by hand on Shabbos? No, that also you can't. No, that also you can't. So if it's a battery thing, are you... I don't know how it works. I don't know how it would work. If you're engaging a battery, that would not be allowed. But if it's mechanical... It's mechanical, then there's a lot more reason to say it's allowed, yeah. But not necessarily, is there? You have to know exactly what's going on there. Like, when it stops, it's stopped, or it's just not showing the face, so... When you're putting back in, would you? You're starting the clock again. Right, you have to. You have to know what's I mean, going. You have to know what's going on. I don't know if it's mechanical or not. Okay, let's let let's get back to us. So, the the Gemara discusses uh, what about building by by kalim, by movable objects. Is there the concept of Shabbos building by movable objects? And it's a big discussion amongst the Gemara whether it is or not. Now, there's two cases. So let's just go to the cases. It will make it easier. Uh, there's a case in the Gemara where a certain. Uh, uh, it allowed to smash open a barrel of a barrel in order to get to the figs inside. Can you repeat again? They allowed to smash open a barrel, like a barrel, to get to figs which were inside. So they said you're allowed to smash open a clean on Shabbos. Now, where you're allowed to smash, there's no idea that boina and soyser is a corollary with each other. So there's no prohibition of smashing open. We see from that gemara of smashing open a clean on Shabbos. Which wouldn't mean that you'd be, right? That would obviously, the idea of that would be you're allowed to open up things on Shabbos. However, there's another Gemara which says that you're not allowed to smash open vessels to get to food on Shabbos. So there's two Gemaras which contradict each other, which is not uncommon at all. So how do we answer this? This is what the commentators of the Gemara's job is. So there are a few different ways to answer this. Uh, one of the approaches to answer is that the particular case where we allowed to smash open the barrel to get the figs was dealing with a previously smashed barrel, which was held together, uh, very shoddily put together again, and that type of a barrel we allowed you to smash. However, a perfectly fine barrel, we were not allowed you to smash. Okay, so that's 
you know, Talmudic approach to answering a contradiction between two gemars. That's very common. The halach ramification of this would be as follows. If we can have a vessel, which we can define as a shuttly constructed vessel, such as a, a, a badly constructed vessel, such as a, this vessel, it's called a mustiki in the Gemara, which was smashed and put together again very badly, and that would be allowed to smash it, then such a kind of vessel would be allowed to smash on Shabbos. Conversely, if we have a good vessel, then we would not be allowed to smash that vessel on Shabbos. So here we already have the basis for trying to analyze what about opening up cans of soda, or tuna cans, or packets of uh, chips, or, 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 or bisley and the like. We have to see what kind of a vessel is it, and based on that, trying to determine uh, what, is this a badly constructed vessel, like this mustaki, or is it considered to be a good vessel, and therefore you're going to be allowed to do it. That's a um, kind of an overview of what's going on over here in the discussions. Okay, so how do we uh, define what's a badly constructed vessel or not? Uh, the Gemara brings another case of a certain palm leaves, a basket made out of palm leaves that they used to store figs in that, and the Gemara says over there that they're allowed to smash that also. So What's different, it made of? Palm leaves? Palm leaves, yeah. Hmm. Um, so the different commentators are going to great lengths trying to... Uh, so this palm leaves wasn't a previously smashed vessel, like the Mustaki, but it was also considered to be a badly constructed vessel, and therefore you're allowed to smash it, as opposed to the other Gemara, which says you're not allowed to smash it, was dealing with a well-constructed vessel. So, because it's just leaves and it's flimsy? So the question is, what constitutes, in, if we have to give a uh, working definition as to a, badly, as to a bad vessel, where one's allowed to smash, as to a good vessel, one's not allowed to smash, what would the working definition be? So that's a... I was going to say maybe longevity? Like, I don't expect to keep this for 50 years and pass it on to my kids. But it could be kept for 50 years. Probably, actually. <laughs> I'm saying if, if you didn't touch and just left it in a storehouse, right. it could be there for 50 years. Hmm. Um, There's something intent that's intended to be disposable, like food, um, foods that come in cans. Mm -hmm. um, those cans are designed to be destroyed mm -hmm. in order to access the food inside. Otherwise, like, it would defeat the purpose. True. Maybe if it's designed but, to be, but but you've now made a per, but you've made a really good vessel before. It's very interesting. Right before cans are very interesting because before you've opened it, a can's not a vessel. There's food inside of it, but the can itself isn't a vessel. It's a closed box. tin box, which you can't do for anything with it. So a One, vessel is something to open. Pardon? A vessel. Oh, open. yeah, it has to be a, a, a receptacle. A receptacle. Yeah. Once you've opened that. You've now made it into a functioning vessel. So it's with a can of soda. Maybe if it would resist so it's you with a bottle of Coke. It. What's that? Maybe if it, it would resist a certain amount of pressure. So these are all, you know, high, high, interesting <laughs> suggestions. No, no, I like what you're thinking, like, you know, creativity. Vessel, but you can still stand on it and it's going to break when you stand on it. Right, so meaning like that would be a poorly constructed vessel. But it's still a vessel. Yes. So like that really Oh yeah, we're not saying not, it's not a vessel. We're trying to define poorly, uh, poorly constructed. What's a poorly constructed vessel? Because he was saying that's what it hinges on. Okay. So the 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 the, the definition given by uh, Ramosha Feinstein, who was probably one of the you know very big halachic codifier, he defined it as saying that if it's using 
one-time use. It's not about how strong the vessel is or how weak the vessel is. It's about a one-time use vessel. So something as flimsy as a packet of chips or something as steady as a can of tuna are both considered to be badly constructed vessels for these purposes because their whole intent of making them is only for one-time use. And that would be similar to the chayslis, to this palm leaf, whatever, whatever, that we were allowed to smash. Now that's a... Slippery slope. No, not slippery slope. That's a, that's a good line for us to be able to judge by if we may open something or not. You know, what is this made for? Is this a one-time use thing or is this a many-time use thing? In other words, have I made a vessel or have I just got a way to get to the goods inside the vessel? So getting to the goods inside the vessel is fine. We don't consider it to have made a vessel. But making a vessel is problematic. So, so according to this approach, you would be allowed to open up cans of tuna and bottles and uh, soda and, 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 and uh, we'll get to bottles with screws in a second and um, cereal boxes avoid the lettering maybe not on the glue part fine but you'll be allowed to do these you'll be allowed to open up these things because the, the whole intent of it is really just a container for the food that you're going to get out even if you don't empty out all the food at once okay, ah, so okay. now so, okay. so I'm sure you've all heard this idea that you open it up and then you have to dump the food out straight away had, had well, that I was going to a cereal box because you, you don't eat it all in one sitting. Right. Or, or even, even a can of pickles. You, you wouldn't eat them all. <laughs> true. Even a can of pickles, you don't eat them all in one sitting necessarily or some kinds of an applesauce or something like that. So there are those which want to say is once you open it, dump it out into a secondary vessel and you've kind of proven that it's a one kind use vessel. Eh, so there are those which would add that extra chumrah. Again, I'm not telling you what's done, I'm giving you what's out there. There are those who say, no, it's fine. The whole vessel is only there to hold the goods, but it's really, it's a one-time use vessel. It's not even, a, it doesn't even have a shame vessel on it. It's not even considered to be a vessel. It's just, it's totally secondary to the food inside of it, and I'm opening up to take the food out of it. And that would be, that, 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 that is a, that's an approach. The most stringent approach means, I don't care if you're going to not use that vessel again or not. The fact is, you have constructed a very firm vessel. You now have a tuna can. We've taken the top off. This is a very good, solid metal vessel. You are going to throw it out doesn't detract from the fact that you've made a very good vessel. That would be the most strict way of looking at it. Okay, so let's say the two opposing sides would be this is a one-time use thing, therefore it's not even considered to be a vessel. Or <laughs> one-time use, ten times use. It's a good vessel. I don't care that you're only going to use it once. Both would agree that a packet of chips is definitely not considered to be a vessel. Okay, that's definitely a lot to open up. That's if you open the pack of chips. Oh, I now have a bag to hold the chips inside of it. That everybody would agree is definitely not considered to be a vessel. It's resealable. Oh, like it has the ziplock, like, yeah. like the ziplocks underneath it. Mm. Sounds like it opened before Shabbos, Right. So yeah, maybe very very likely that. So you have different kinds of fruits. So we have like the very good quality, like the thick ones, like a dried fruit comes in that, right? Yeah, I get dried raisins. Well, you see in Trader Joe's, and it has a resealable right. thing. So something like that. So something like that possibly would enter into our machlekes also. Okay. Yep. Um, I know so someone I who takes like the bartender bottles. Yeah. And after they like finish drinking them, they basically like 
cut the top part off and like make them into like these cups. They cut the glass. They cut right. the glass yeah, and yeah, yeah. the whole thing and then they make them into cups. Uh-huh. So what would opening a bartender uh-huh. bottle uh-huh. So we'll okay, get to really cool. so let's get to we'll, we'll get to about so okay I guess we could just explain it now. The difference between a bartender bottle, about a bottle of wine, and um, and a can of tuna. Can anyone think of a possible difference why the bartender bottle would be better? It was made for the purpose of you know, made for shabbos. It's not made for making it into a cup. Oh, it's already a vessel. It has a cork. You didn't make a vessel. It's just a cork in the opening. You didn't make the vessel. You didn't create a vessel. Hold on. You didn't create a vessel over here. There's a perfectly fine vessel with a cork. You just removed the cork. Whereas a can of tuna, you've made the vessel. So opening a jar, is that similar like a cork? Yes. Because I keep jars. I was going to ask. The problem with the jar is some jars have like a... uh, Some jars have like a... Like a Quakers. You know those things? They have like a, a... a oh, plastic top with a metal thing on, so yeah. that especially that's a like a third thing. People do reuse that for different stuff. That that kind that metal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I bet you yep. just has it. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me see something like this. Uh huh. So oh, that's not metal, but like oh, right. No, so that so that's more flimsy. That would be. <laughs> do you have a metal one? <laughs> no, I didn't bring my oatmeal. I went grocery shopping. Oh my goodness. Okay, so, that, so that's more flimsy, but something which is, yeah. But the metal one would be more. But that would be, the, 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 that, that. But mm. you want the food in the <coughs> But am I creating a vessel by taking this lid off, as opposed to the wine that, bottle yeah. where the yeah, but, cork isn't attached? But where, so, but where is that thing? Like, you want to get the food inside, so now you're not allowed to open it in order to get the food. You're not opening it so that you can store other food in there. It's already created as its storage unit for that food inside there. Is it? Is a tuna can a storage unit? No, but I'm saying that. Oh, so the, 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 this is better than a, this is better than a tuna can. Yeah. Because here it's a right, workable the, vessel. The that thin plastic film. Do we look at it like you've now made the vessel when you've taken it or not? Something which is like a more of a thicker metal bind, and yeah. you just have the plastic con- like a Quaker. You know, this Quaker vessel. Yeah. Like, that's worse. Or like a, I think a baby formula also has Even a thick metal the, thing on top. The metal's like. Aluminum, basically, it's like foil. It's, it's thicker. Thick, it's it's thick something. It's it's, it's, it's definitely a lot aluminum. better than the plastic film on top. It's like yeah. That would be that, that. That's more of a question. That's more of a question. Yeah. So with a cereal box, mm-hmm. you're opening it and you're making a vessel. You, the food is in a packet inside the cereal box. Yeah. So that's fine, because now you're making a vessel, but then you still have to open the packet. Yeah, but right? it doesn't subtract from the fact that the box is still a vessel. If we're going down the line, the box is a sturdy vessel, I don't care if it's in a vessel, in a vessel, but you've still made a good vessel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be problematic. Yeah, so what constitutes a good vessel? Oh, so, so, so I'm, I'm giving you one approach. The linear approach is to say, is it made for one-time use or not? Mm-hmm. And even a, let's say a tuna can, it's a very sturdy thing. You can, you know, you can really, if you want, you could use that, you know, for 100 years and still be there. For changing it. And, 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 you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, you know, 50, 60 years ago, they did use those for, you know, they probably use a, you know. Nail screws. Yeah, I'm sure if you go to old people's houses, you'll find, or, or that style people's houses, you'll find them used in, used in all kinds of things. That, yeah, to remember nail screws or uh, for candles on the table. I'm, I, nowadays, we don't really understand these kinds of things because, like, the whole world we kind of throw out once one time use. But at the end of the day, it's a good vessel. 
So one approach is, who cares a good vessel, not a vessel? It's only there for one time use just for having the concept of the food inside of it and I should be allowed to open it up. The other approach is that, no, you've made a good vessel, which could be used again. I don't care that you are not going to use it again. Right? The two approaches obviously have vast, vastly different halachic outcomes. The first approach would be, as long as it's one time use, you can open it up. The second approach is, well, if it's anything which is a sturdy vessel, you're out of there. You're not allowed to do it, even if you're going to throw it straight away. Anything which truly is a flimsy vessel, that's fine. You have some people which will never open up cans of tuna on Shabbos, and you have some people which go ahead and open up straight away. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving it open to you. Um, now, even if you follow the most stringent opinion, and now you want to have a can of tuna, what do you do? Rely on the leniency? No. <laughs> no. no. Your rabbi tells you that that's true, then fine, you know. So what do you do? So there's a trick. Oh, you stab the bottom. Well done. Because then you're not making a vessel. Well done. I thought someone come. You take, you puncture the bottom of the vessel. Do it first, right? Before you open it up. And now, when you've opened it up, it's a non-functioning vessel. There's no, it's not holding anything. <laughs> Everything goes straight down. It's messy. Oh. But that's a trick. So if you, again, if you this, if you hold to the leading opinion, you don't have to do this because either way, it's not making a vessel. If you hold to the strength opinion and you make a puncture in the bottom, right? Everyone understood that little trick? I've always had that question mm-hmm. though with it. Is your, your Oh, the puncture itself hole. is making the vessel. You're like destroying, like, I'm literally taking a can and just like making a hole and then I'm like, okay, now it's no longer a vessel, yet I made an unnecessary hole. Okay, what's but wrong what? with that? I'm not quite sure what's wrong with I that. Didn't ca- I didn't hear. I thought you were going to ask something else. I think I asked the first puncture is made now making it a vessel. What does it matter if you're the first puncture? Nobody has a vessel puncture? with a hole in the bottom. Ah, oh, so the, the, the answer would be is that if it's at the bottom, if it's at the bottom, that's not the regular way of making a vessel. Maybe if you make a puncture at the top, that could be problematic. Well, it's, it's not useful if it's a little hole. You can't you do anything with it. With a it's a tiny with little a hole. hole in it. <laughs> like, okay. Well, it kind of is. Let's say it's like, maybe you could store liquids in it. Would be considered destroying? That's what I'm saying. You're, you're, yeah, like, let's see. You but you, to, yeah. Like, well, because once you open it, it's a vessel. Like, let's say it's, I don't know. Okay, I hear, I hear, I hear. You're saying a tiny little hole can't go anything into it anyway, and therefore it's destroyed the vessel. You haven't made in a vessel. Now you can take off the top. Good. I hear, I hear what you're saying. You're saying Can even you if clarify it, if you're talking about the top or the bottom. The bottom it's for sugar. You were saying. Sure. Okay, so you're talking we, about. We've heard that even if it's at the top, it still could be room to be good. Now the problem with that is, is if you do it at the top, then you take the whole top off, then you've made a good vessel. Bottom is good. Mm. Oh, all right. Good. Maybe on the side. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then on the side, you have that gap between where the hole is and the rest, Make which sure could still be holding all things. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, you use it to water plants. Whatever. You hear the idea. <laughs> you hear the idea. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giving you the ideas over here, really. I, I don't want to come to Pascal here because everyone tells you something different. And, and it really goes from like the, the, it, the people that are stringent. See, it's mamish that you're making a vessel. It could be, you know, a real prohibition. But the linear say you did nothing wrong. There's the whole question if you're eating at somebody's house that opens up food, are you allowed to have benefit from that food? <laughs> or, well, it's like eating at someone who's farty. If they're heating up liquids on Shabbos, but that's okay for them. So I, I guess some people probably wouldn't. Then the next extension that goes, are you allowed to request? Oh, you open up. Can you open a can of tuna for me? Right. That, I thought that's what you were going to say. If you solution. hold it's forbidden, are you allowed to get him to do it for you? Is that a malachi? These are questions which are dealt with uh, on a practical basis. And it's like not clear. With, like, so, th- th- well, that's clear. Let's say you do hold it's forbidden. So if it's a chumrah that you've taken upon yourself, I'm going to be noyeg not to. In other words, it's only a minhag chumrah you're not, you're not doing it. Uh, it's, you're taking, you've, took, you've taken a stringency upon yourself then you're allowed to get somebody else to do something for you 
if he doesn't have that stringency upon himself. Well, then we don't say it's considered to be a michshel. You're not putting a stumbling block for him. It's not a mirror. That's fine. Does that but, but if you hold midin, no, this is forbidden. If you really hold that it's forbidden, you are not allowed to get your friend to do it for you because he holds that it's prohibited. You understand the difference? What if you don't mean, like, does that only apply to the original, like, post-sake relationship? Because most people are not thinking that. Like, I don't actually know. You see, you don't know why you don't do it. Okay, so yeah. you have to find out why. If you in other words, really, I hear why it's, my father's house doesn't do it, so I, I don't do it. But really, I understand why it's multiple. You know, not to do it. Then fine, if someone else did it for you. That's fine. But if you you hold that it's forbidden, or if you are a Talmud Mufuk of the opinion which holds it's forbidden, if you want to have a name, if you want to put a name to Moshe, Feinstein, and Rishon Lezaman Arbach, hold that it's prohibited, uh, permitted, and the Chazan Ish, amongst many, hold that it's pro- prohibited. So if you're past the chazan and everything, you can't go for halacha. That's it's not a chumrah. It's halacha. But if you, I hear, I pass like this. I hear there's a chumrah like this. So I'm going to be stringent. I don't do it. But if someone does it for me, I'm fine to do that. So like most people, because I'm saying most people aren't people like in Bnei Brak, people are going to be machmir to the chazan. I'm talking about more obviously malicious. Saying the layman who isn't like doesn't actually know or like. I'm not going to give you a yes or no answer here. So. <laughs> does that apply to an Arab also? Like if one person doesn't hold by the Arab? So why do they hold it? Yeah, the, the, yeah I, I gave you a klal here. That's a klal. If somebody does something as a khumra, then generally speaking, you can have benefit of that or 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 uh, ask them to do it for you. But if you hold me, it could then it's wrong. I feel that it's absolutely awesome. Right, then you wouldn't even then, want to ask somebody. Maybe, yeah, maybe I feel like you're making a break down this. more difficult then. So the, so that's also different because there you hold that for the spari it's correct. It's different. <laughs> uh, there you for, for him he's allowed to. It's different. Whereas here I hope for him <laughs> Okay. It's already getting complicated. Okay. Um, another thing. Um, what else do we have Can over here? Can ask about the bottle? Sorry. You had your hand up? Yeah. yeah go. Ten. Yeah. What I was saying is mm-hmm. you're puncturing a hole in it. Mm-hmm. Which is destroying it. Mm-hmm. It's like making an unnecessary thing. Like, what am I allowed to take, like a a container, random container, and just like make a hole in it? Like, what is the reason that you're able to puncture the hole in the tin on Shabbos? It's not a vessel. Yeah, but you're just unnecessary making unnecessary. I'm not. I'm, I'm getting food. I'm I'm I'm, I'm no. doing something to get food. So it's for the purpose of opening it that you're not making a vessel. Is this thing is totally secondary to the food that's inside of it. I don't even look like it's thing. It's totally, it's totally secondary to the food that's inside of it. Because it's the only way you can get to it. Ah, when I open it up, I'm going to be making a vessel. So and therefore, uh, no, I punch it. <laughs> That's no vessel over here. I'm destroying a... You, are you allowed to peel open a shell in order to get to the nut inside? Yeah. You're allowed... You're allowed why? I'm just... No, this food, I'm, I'm getting to the food over here. I'm not talking about bird. I'm talking about the aspect of... I'm getting to the food over here. This so is this is totally banana. secondary to the food. Now the problem is what happens in the process of getting something secondary to the food. You've made a clean. <laughs> like a coconut. Ah, you see, you bored a hole in a coconut shell, and they're going to use that for something. Like you, people use. Well, it for yeah, like but you a, can't bore a hole in coconut shell in Shabbos because I think you need a motorized device no, to do that. They're really no, hard to you break. You can like, no? use a hammer and like. Oh, a hammer and nail. Like we've done it before. Not 
It doesn't break in a clean way. It kind of cracks. It's almost like killing up. I don't like. You have these like pictures of like people having drinks out of a coconut. Yeah. Those were probably cut with knives. They're not necessarily broken with a knife. But they're drinking the coconut. I think the juice inside. They don't fill up with other stuff. You could. Yeah. It exists. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But does it matter if it the um, the way the shell breaks is clean or not? Because let's say you use a hammer and nail to break in, it's really jagged in several pieces, and there's no way it could be a vessel, as opposed to um, using like a machete or a knife or yeah, but again, a motorized knife, obviously not in the shop, because that's a clean cut. But you're not. Again, that's not going to be used again. That's that. No, I'm saying it can be, and they use them as decoration, or they use them uh, um, so to if, make so, bowls. So if they will, so if you're cutting it in a way that you will make. A vessel out of it, then I definitely hear why it would be prohibited. Okay. Can I just throw it on the floor? You don't get coconut juice. Yeah. Oh yeah, just get a hammer and. <laughs> yeah. Without the nail. Okay. So. What else do we have for today? Is it? Peeling an egg. Okay. Yeah. If it's been, if it was cracked a little before Shabbos, is it like finishing? No, because the shell is it's totally it's secondary. Not, it's it's not cracked. You're allowed to peel it. If it's not cracked, you can peel it. But what if oh. it is already cracked uh, outside of it? Well, and would then that be better? And then it's like finishing. Oh, makabapatish. Mm-hmm. The, the fitner. Okay. No, it's food. Makabapatish, it's... Um, yeah. There's a whole, is there boiner by food even? It's a whole separate thing. No, you're totally allowed to do that. Okay, and another idea. Bottles, right? So a bottle, we said, is better than a tuna can because a bottle is already a clear. You're not making it into a clear. Right? Understand what? Right? So taking a cork out of a bottle is fine. You're just taking some blocking and, remo- and removing it. What about a bottle cap? So the problem with the bottle cap is, again, the plastic is a clee. But it could be that the bottle cap, when you take off the bottle cap, you're turning that into a clee. Oh, yeah, or a soda can. And you're also perforating your... A soda can. Why? A soda can would be... Because yeah. you can't poke a hole in the bottom. So soda can would be like a tuna can. Right? Like a tuna can. Hey, if you hold it, it's one time use. It's one time use. If you hold it, make a hold at the bottom, it fizz out. You're right. If you, if it wouldn't be a practical yeah. way to do it. You could. It just wouldn't be practical at all. What about like making a hole in the side? <laughs> like the top side? Is that like... Yeah, you said you're it's still usable until you get to I said that just as, as an answer. I don't oh. know if that's for sure, you know. Um, again, so a bottle of a, of, a, of, a, of a plastic screw. So the difference over here is you're making... A clee, possibly, out of that plastic. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I just had <Okay>. to. <laughs> so this is good, because. <laughs> I really don't know how this all happens. If you need a blender. Fantastic. Or... Okay. Oh, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> okay, we have an onion. We can have fun also. Okay, so this is a a a clee which existed, and this is a clee maybe a clee You just you've just popped it off. How does it back on? Wait, the cap is a clean. Yeah, why not? Why not? The cap is a clean. So this is no issue because you haven't actually made anything. Do you have a plastic screw? Ah, over there, that plastic screw. Can you throw it? Yeah. Or pass it, whichever. Unless you have one. Do you have one? No. No, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to use glass. Over here, what's actually done is I've cracked oh, open the seal and now I have like this lip over here and this over here. So do we consider that I've now made this into a clee? This was a clee existed, right? This was a clee. It was filled with water. 
Kli means a vessel. I hope you got the. I hope that was instead. I'm sorry. This is a this is a vessel which holds water. Now, I have. Um, <laughs> good. Yeah, I have. Now, this was jammed on top by whatever machine it was, and now I've broken it. Is that a new Kli? It's a smaller Kli, but it was still a Kli before because no. it wasn't closed on all four sides. But I've ripped it in part. Maybe I made this a Kli. But why is the cap more of a Kli than the bottle? It was already a clea when it got smashed on. It just had a serration. So we would look oh, at it. We would look at it like this is already a clea. But you're still... Ah, I, I've ripped off a part of it. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Ripping up preparation. What? Ripping up preparation. So it's... So, 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 okay. So that, okay, good. So that's going to get into a question of Kireya. Not Boi Nova Sesa. And that's a whole set of like if you're allowed to do that or not. Who, and, and, yeah. But generally for food. But then you're cutting on serration. Yeah. Again, yeah, I just said that, that would be that would be a question of kireya, of ripping. I I, I want to hear this, and, and that's a whole separate question. I want to hear discuss the aspect of the building a kli aspect. What happens if you have a metal top like um? Maybe like a tinfoil thing. No, like wine bottles. Uh, have have. have, have, have what? So metal screws. Yeah, metal so screw off. Oh. No, I mean like the tin around. Like the <laughs> foil. Foil. You have to open the foil in order to open the bottle. You oh, that's fine. Like, like, like a corkscrew bottle that has foil mm-hmm. on top or something like that. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, they're, they're, that's not a clear. That's, that, that's, about, that's um, no better than a bag of chips. But if you have, to, like, serrate, you have a serrated thing around, do you have to like, pull off and then open it? I like the little plastic tab coming yeah. out. It's, I don't think it's serrated. It's just a plastic tab out of the metal that when you pull it, the plastic's stronger, so it just rips around the plastic. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so I don't think Usually it's serrated. Usually serrated things. And I've also seen on some wine bottles that little foil has a tiny little um, serrated or perforated um, oh. thing. And then so when you Good. turn it... Good, so the foil... Oh, so that's what I want to say. I want to say it's the... Uh, the well, foil or metal? The little um, foil like over foil. the cork, like has, on a wine bottle. I've seen it. Maybe it, has, it wasn't a wine it's bottle, but it was just serrated. a piece of plastic. And what happens? And it was... Um, had a serration so that when you turn it it's a cork it screw a cork yeah. screw it was um i'm trying to remember what, i don't remember what it was i think it might have been something like um a crystal light or a vi- like a kind of a plastic drink powder mm-hmm. it was a plastic bottle it was a drink powder inside and the and plastic on top of the screw yeah, was, like was a, perforated? It was something like this on the outside, and then it had a oh, perforation. Oh, I think I know what you mean. Right, so right, 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 right. Okay, so just rip it off without the perforation. That's fine. Just, just rip it. What about, have you ever seen, it's, it's like a carton-type bottle, where when you open, like, let's say with almond milk sometimes, when you open the cap, you're cutting the plastic? Mm, that's like what this. you're saying. This is also... But no, it's like inside. Oh, that extra like thing? It's a seal inside the cap, that when you twist the cap, there's like these, like... They things jutting like, out. Oh, right. And there's oh. a little twist. Inside, there's a seal. Like, as if the seal on that thing. Yeah, like... And it opens up automatically. Yeah. I think so, I know what you're talking about. Some fruit juices. So also. I would assume that would go into the similar argument of making... You're making a vessel. In other words, if it's not a vessel before, you've kind of made that vessel. Now, when you open it, that'll be similar to the argument of the can of tuna. Yeah. I'd have to f- see exactly what you're talking about, but Best from what it sounds like, it's just open everything. Yeah, I, I, I should have mentioned. I, I, actually, I, actually, I actually didn't mention that. I sh- I, that's a very true statement. Everybody agrees, everybody agrees that why enter into complicated land and open up single for Shabbos, and that's my father does at home. The problem is with fizzy drinks, it's not always so practical, right? You've got to open up all your fizzy bottles for Shabbos, soda water, whatever it is. 
by the time it gets to Shabbos, you may as well not drink it. So, it's not always a most practical. And you forgot. Or you had more guests than you thought. You know, it's not always the most practical solution. But yes, having said that, yes. Okay, metal bottles are worse. Like a wine which has a metal top. Uh, screw top. Why are they worse? Because apparently... Um, and I heard this from a guy that was at the factory. So I don't know if it's changed. All factories are the same. But the way they make a, a, a plastic lid is that they already have a lid that's plastic. And they just have a machine that jams it on. And since the here is tighter than here, it doesn't come off. And you have to twist it and break it to come off. Whereas the metal, it's a sheet of metal which gets pressed on around the bottle. They don't take a sheet of metal and jam the sheet of metal on. So the sheet of metal gets pressed around the bottle very tightly. And then when you, when you, when you twist it, there's a sharp part of the bottle, whatever it is, that, 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 that breaks it off. The reason why that would be more problematic is because you never had a clee out of the metal. Because once it was on the bottle, it's not a clee, it's part of the bottle. So once you detach that metal top of the bottle, you've, you've now made... So no, this kind of metal is not. This kind of metal is not problematic because that kind of metal is a separate piece. I'm talking about like a, uh, a regular twist top, just a metal twist top. I've never seen that. You see it on wine bottles. It's like a long... It's oh, a, yeah, like, like, okay. like, it's, like, it's like a big... It's like a big metal neck to the bottle. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, I feel like I've seen it on... Even I think like it's more on bottles. cheaper end wines. Cheaper and more expensive wines. Of course, it's cheaper end wines. You have right, like a, a piece stays on. Correct. It's quite a big piece would stay on, okay. and you've, it's like a. Anyway, the point of the matter is just I'm trying to understand what I'm saying is that before it was on the bottle, it was a sheet of metal, and by the time it gets in the bottle, it's no longer clean to itself. It's just a part of the bottle. So when you take off the lid, now you've created a clee out of the lid. So that would be more problematic than a plastic bottle. Okay. So let's just go quickly. There are some people which won't open up any plastic bottles. One of the reasons being is because it's Korea. You're ripping on that edge. Why it's not Korea, it's a discussion. There are those which will open up plastic bottles. And they won't open up metal bottles. And there are those which even open up metal bottles. Okay, that's regards to bottles. Taking a coke out is fine. Going back to cans of tuna, just to reiterate, there are those which will open up tuna or soda. There are those which won't open up tuna or soda. And there are those which, even if they won't open up, they'll make a hole in it and all the clear, and they'll be able to get to their tuna or soda. Should I just ask you right why would you just? Yeah. Good. And, and you have people doing. Is there one Chabad the Minchag, or is there. Even within Chabad, no, not, that I, not that I'm aware of. Hmm? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. In other words, the, the, it's really a question, it's a more like a conceptual question of when do you say it's a bad clear or not again going back to the original tuna bottle when do you say it's a bad clear or not maybe if you can't even use it again I, well no I want well, to I say know. so we've discussed the yeah, two, yeah. discuss all the sides that's it was there anything else yeah. yeah something again as long as it's not um, ripping through letters or like glue ah, so glue would be more interesting glue would be like most close. of the time there is glue again just don't rip it with the glue rip it on a, a different section Oh, I should say, even those that say you can open it up, don't make a nice hole when you open it up. Because when you make a nice hole, you could be showing that, ah, I want to I, I want to use this. And I, I'm giving it functionality. But if you make it as a bad hole, that's fine. Which then leads you back to the can of Coke. When you open it up, it makes a nice hole. But the whole thing's made, okay. Again, it's going back to the same achleik, because even if it's a nice hole, it's only one-time use. So it's not considered to be a clear either way. 
when you said the nice hole, a nice hole in what? Like if you're opening up a uh, box of cereal. Ah. They don't like it when you would make a nice, they would like rip it along the edge. Not like in a nice, like a... Not a clean opening. Under the flap, rip along that edge. You know what I mean? There's two flaps at the top. Yeah. Rip along the edge of the flap. Don't rip along the serrated part of where you're supposed to. No, you're supposed to slide your finger underneath and, and run yeah. along. Don't do that. Slide okay. your finger under the flap and rip. And rip the part that's not meant rip, to be ripped. Rip the part that's not meant to be ripped. Like also, that, it's a way doing it in a way you normally wouldn't. Is that one no? We, no, that yeah. that is for other things. That's a head to other things, but not for this. Wait. So the the way that you could the reason why you'd be able to open up soda water on Shabbos is because it's not temp. It's like a temporary thing. You're just gonna throw it away. It's not like it's a one time use. Is that why it's not a, it's not considered a good quality clean? It's not like glass or something. It's a plastic bottle. Not See, the, you have no, no. Well, you don't even have to come onto that. You can, even those which say uh, tuna can, you wouldn't be allowed to do it because you didn't make a clee. I'm saying a plastic bottle with soda, if it's serrated, you're breaking serration. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Again, you didn't make a clee. The clee existed. The plastic bottle, the difference between a tuna can and that is that the plas- this was a clee before and this was a clee before. They just put the two right, came okay. together and now I've ripped it. Whereas in the tuna can, there's no clee here. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making a clee. There's a separate issue with a bottle that it comes to the kerea, which is the serrated edges, which is why some the the cutting on the serrated edges, why some people won't uh, won't open up even for that. I think I think it's safe to say that you know a lot of people would open up plastic bottles, metal they'll be more stringent to, and tuna cans you have all, all sides. <laughs> I haven't seen you know some families some families people are like lenient and other stuff they will not open up any cans other families the most strict will open up I, I, you know it depends on the way either you've learnt the sugi you've learnt and you come to some kind of decision yourself obviously with respect to what's been said earlier you know like what way makes sense to you which is a you know that, 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 that takes a certain level of, of learning to come to that it's not just a cursory reading of the English books out there or you ask your local rabbi and the one that you follow his advice and other things is, you know, where, where you're holding on this issue. And again, you can do it as a minute. In other words, I don't do it, but if I need to do it, I will. Right? That, that's also a good... In other words, generally speaking, again, this is also a fine approach. You could say, generally speaking, I try to open up my bottles before Shabbos or I try not to open up cans of tuna on Shabbos. Right? But I'm taking... It's just, it's just you know, you're doing it like a... I don't like to do it because I don't want to enter into a machlek. It's like, why into a machlek? If I didn't, I would still reserve the right to do it. And you can make such a tznai. If you don't make such a tznai, then it could be complicated to go back to doing it. You might need a hetan adarim, which is the idea of um, you've taken an astringency. Um, it has a certain strength, and it's not so easy to drop it. So every time we say, Blineder, I will try to do this certain thing, but I'm not making it binding upon myself. Such a, you know, that's if you want to go down that path. You could say that, listen, I don't want to do it. I don't like doing it. I don't want to enter this machlekas. If I forgot or if I need to do it, then I still reserve the right to do it. And that's also a fine thing. Obviously, again, this is what, what, what your rabbi has said on that idea. Okay. Is there anything else with the open up bottles and stuff that we didn't really get? If, if it's not a one-time use, though, like, like, like this apple cider or applesauce or whatever. Or even pickles. Like, like you won't pickle right, so, 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 no, we... we Good question. We'll still look like a one-time use. It's only until you empty the contents of the jar. 
No, Even if your that, intention that, is to use that jar again later know, as a no, loss? No, 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 that's bad. Okay. Good question. One time use, yeah, sure. Oh, so I see people, when they open it for one time use, I think they open it and they pour it out immediately, right? Right. So that, they're, what the, they're, they're, they're confirming the status of a one time use. Okay. Right. And that's like an extra showing out of this. But even if you don't, let's say in the case of a can of pickles, you don't finish off a whole kind of, not necessarily a whole kind of pickles, yeah, even if... Exactly, tend to yes, true. But not necessarily you're going to finish a whole kind of pickles when you do it. But you're only using that can as long as those pickles are there. You're not going to want, in other words, it's still considered to be one-time use for the pickles that are in the jar. Uh, not the jar, for the pickles that are in the can. As soon as you've emptied the contents of that can, you're no longer going back to the can. You understand? You're throwing that can out. Yeah, it still has that clarity. But you're right. Therefore, you have some people which straight away dump it out. Um, also with the bottle caps, I should mention. With bottle caps, even those that will open up bottle caps, they will throw away the bottle cap. To show that I didn't make a clear out of the bottle cap. It's not, because once you've taken the thing and you then close it and open it and close it, oh, you made a functional clear. You made a functional vessel. So they throw it away to show that they didn't make a functional vessel. And then they have a bottle cap from before Shabbat so they can use to cover up that bottle. Is it considered a vessel? That is also a, a student with it. What's that? Is it considered a vessel if you're not oh. using it to put something in, but you're using it to, like, in this example, to yeah, close yeah. a bottle? Well, you, you are... I guess you are you're, putting you're, something in, the Exactly, because like that, I'm putting something... The whole point is that it shouldn't spill. Right, cause I'm oh, yeah, you're right. Something Catch. In. That's the point. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Next week is class. Any, any requests? Any other things? Yeah. We're just continuing Shabbos. We can find something. Yeah. Maybe yeah, medication on Shabbos. Idea. What's that? Oh, yeah. Asking analogy. Asking is very complicated. Okay. <laughs> it's very, very complicated. I learned it a while back. I have to do a lot of vision. I think it could be something we could... We could listen, again. And there's two ways of going to class. If you want definite halacha, the answer is no. If you want the ideas involved and just to have a background of what's going on and then ask your rabbi, I'm, 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 I'm happy to do that. So... Right, and it was like a topic that's very simple. That's like for me, I'm speaking for myself. Yep. Like the cat, like when we were talking about the categories, with one category at a time, because then I could learn that category. Like separation or like or like bishul or whatever it was, muksa like that. I think truth is a good one to do, like medication on travels. It's good because it's quite practical. Oh, it's quite practical. Oh, you want to be here? No. Oh, okay. I'm just, well, I'm just like interested in my notes, so I'm just here for the nice today tomorrow. Very cool. Yeah, could we, I don't know if you have any suggestions. You can, you know, you know. Yeah. So you have my wife's well, number. You can text me. Recording me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, everything. Oh. If you can, I will see you because they asked me to do a question like once a week.